Howdy. Welcome to another episode of Canon Calls. This week, we had recurring guest Wade Stotts back on the show to talk about a project that he and I are working on for Canon Plus that features Douglas Wilson called Public School Rehab. Episodes will be releasing for the next five Fridays on Canon Plus. You must subscribe at My Canon Plus to watch. I must confess that I did go to public school for the majority of my education and have spent a ton of time since then unlearning and relearning and learning and just regular learning. And the germ of public school rehab uh, from Wade, both Wade and I and Pastor Wilson, and it turns out we're all we all went to public school. And so each episode is a conversation about a particular topic, what things people like us may not know that we think, what are things we have to unlearn essentially. And then what are paths forward? What are, what are great book recommendations or curriculum recommendations, principles to bear in mind as we go down rabbit holes of each of these topics? That's Public School Rehab. Subscribe today at mycanonplus.com. There's all kinds of fantastic content on there. The Even Exile doc, the Come and See Hospitality documentary, all of the audiobooks in the Canon catalog. This is content you don't want to miss. Without further ado, meet Wade Stotts. All right, now welcoming on special guest, recurring guest, Wade Stotts to the Canon Calls podcast. Thank you for giving me your time, sir. Thank you so much for having me on. Uh, I'm having you on today to talk about a new show coming to Canon Plus. It is called... Public School Rehab. Yep. And it stars Douglas Wilson. Yes. <laughs> and then also we get to be there. <laughs> yeah, for some reason. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, public School Rehab went through several forms sure. before yeah. we got it greenlit mm-hmm. for that. Yeah. You you came to me with the idea. Yeah. Can you tell us how it kind of came to be? What was the germ? Yeah. Of public school rehab. Well, I mean, you and I both did 13 years of public school education. So yeah. we've been shaped in pretty inexorable ways. Well, how exorable it is, I guess, is the, is the question. But I, I think that the it started with my heavy interaction with our audience and seeing okay. what kind of things people were watching on the Canon Press YouTube channel. Yep. Um, one of the things that really exploded was the sexual by design Q&A. So Doug's... Um, conversation back and forth grilling by a bunch of college students several years ago and a lot of the, all the comments were just like oh I can't believe that this is what college education is today and then you look at the actual date that it was recorded it was recorded 10 years ago yeah 2012 <laughs> or something exactly like that, yeah. so it's like this is the stuff that was happening this is pre this was recorded pre like Ben Shapiro going viral or pre any, any of those doing college of like, campus tours exactly and getting canceled or yes or like having college kids SJW kids yelling at you I don't think SJW was a term in 2020 right so it was just watching that interaction and I started college in 2011 so it's like around the same time that I would have been involved in this yep. so it's like I know what those kids had gone through education wise. Um, and so seeing like prisoner awards, what it sounds like, I know I've seen what they've seen. Yeah, sure. Well, I had a good childhood. I want to make that very clear. I love my family. Hi mom and dad. 
Um, but, but yeah, so knowing like, okay, well actually Doug being patient with a lot of these people and people commenting and saying these people who are in the audience, they don't know how to hear an argument and they don't know how to evaluate what's going on. They don't know how to actually listen to something that they disagree with and bring a thoughtful response to it. They're just sort of emoting at them. Yeah. And I also go like, well, yes, that's true. And it's also true that they weren't ever given that. So they've been victimized, but they're also, you know, now responsible, obviously, for what they're doing. And I also know that there are a lot of people who are watching that going, I was trained by the same people and I wish I could get that out of me. Yeah. So it, yeah. so I, the our audience is responding to and going, oh, these people are awful. And they're also going, well, I went through the same system and at a certain level, I don't know what a better option is. Um, so I see that in myself and I see that in other people who also have not been given lessons on logic and rhetoric and what history is and science and all these assumptions that got baked in. And so seeing that success and seeing people loving watching Doug dismantle that um, kind of led to me at some point just wanting to rope Doug into a sort of re-education kind of approach. So part of what public school rehab has become is, or what it is, is this exploration of what public school does to a person, or at least what it, and also what it doesn't do to a person. Um, so it builds in, bakes in a bunch of assumptions to people about how the world works, how to get people to change, um, and also doesn't give you the tools and equipment to actually, I mean, to do any kind of rhetorical service to people, um, yeah. also to evaluate the world and to grow up. Um, so public school is the world's, is the like the state's way of making people who are very easy to manipulate. And we've seen that in 2020 turn people into like it, we they were able to move people around in a way that they probably wouldn't have been able to if they hadn't taught them well the state tells us when to sit and when to stand and when to go and like if if the state tells us to sit in this desk for eight hours a day then we sit in this desk for eight hours a day and so well if they tell us to stay in our homes all the time then i guess that's what we do um so seeing that seeing the fruit of that i just want to figure out is there still an option for adults to now who have gone through the whole thing and are now wanting a new path what's the way forward so that's what public school rehab is it's just sort of a way of us kind of asking the question what's the way forward yeah i i think people see or have come to canon press and i say this as i think one of them mm -hmm. where uh we all went to to public school sort of siloed off classes like i personally remember um, growing up in an evangelical church with Christian parents, I would go into my science classes sort of like with my shoulders up, mm -hmm. like this is where they're going to try to get me or, you oh, know, like, got it. Sure. Yeah. <clears throat> but then right. I would go to English or psychology and be mm -hmm. like, now that I've defended my faith somehow mm -hmm. in my science class, I can now right. move on to these and everything's fine. Mm -hmm. Um, and just the slow realization in college that I was like, oh, no, I think I should probably have an opinion about The Great Gatsby. Mm -hmm. God has one. Right. What do I think about it? I don't know. I right. think I like it. Um, As if there's a, yeah, and, and that there is a Christian way of doing that or a, a yeah. way, like that you might be approaching this in the wrong way. I remember when I was uh, first read 
uh, A.W. Tozer, The Knowledge of the Holy, and he opens up talking about like what a person thinks about God is the most important thing about him. And I remember that was the first time I ever thought like, oh, I probably have some bad, like untrue yeah. thoughts about God. But that then goes Somewhat all the way alarming. down. You're yeah, right. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, well, I grew up in church my whole life. Yeah. What do I, you know, like I yeah. probably have some wrong thoughts. Uh, and that's something that I can grow on. But knowing that that also goes all the way down into the world God made right. is true as well and is just as important a realization. Yeah, I re- there was a moment in college where I remember um, approaching my, st- my studies as uh, like, this is really edifying. Yeah. But it wasn't about the Bible proper. Okay. So it was a feeling I had only had when it was sort of uh, um, like, hey, my youth pastor talked to me. I need to spend more time in the word. Right. And when I do do that, it it does come. It There are benefits. It's sure. It's very right. edifying. And uh, but the edification seemed to never get past that mm-hmm. or worship music. You could like keep yeah. it going with Chris Tomlin or, or something to that effect. Right. Um, and I remember receiving like a text from some from a a good friend of mine uh, mm-hmm. back home, and just asked like, uh, "Hey, it's good to hear school's going well." Yeah, curious about your spiritual life though, you know. Okay. And you're like, right. "Oh yeah, oh yeah, I forgot yeah. about this being a divided thing." Yeah. I, well, how would, <clears throat> yeah, how would you characterize that divide? Being like, is it <clears throat> private public? Is it? It is, yeah. yeah. It does feel like a weird private public, and in, and in, uh, yeah, it was sort of a gut level spiritual like edification doesn't come from those sorts of things. Yeah, right. That's just sort of what everybody does. Yeah, and that there's a right way of doing it and a wrong way of doing it. Right, and that intellectual stimulation can be of spiritual benefit. And no one, I think, if I, I think, if my pastor had heard if my pastor from back then was listening to this, he could very honestly say, I never taught that. Okay. Sure. Explicitly right. from that. There the was pulpit. some real divide between. Yeah. Or education. even like Christian teachers that were in the public school would say like, no, 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 mm-hmm. no that, that we never said that. Yeah. Um, right. But it was something totally picked up by the idea. Um, like again, like, and there probably is a time and place for the question that was asked. Mm-hmm. But I do remember having this like tough moment where I was like, no, 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 it's been awesome. Like I'm actually yeah. thinking hard about a tale of two cities and England and the industrial revolution right. and the poets at that time. Yeah. And here are the theologians at that time. What is God doing in this moment? Right. And being very edified by it. Yeah. And then leaving class being like, oh, but like whatever I gained out of that class thinking like, oh, shoot, I need to do better in my personal life about this. Or, yeah. Well, I think, I think when people talk about loving God with all your mind, a lot of times people tend to go, okay, worldview classes, or I need to be reading more theology books. Think harder about God. Think harder about God. Exactly. And so I'm going to go uh, learn, I'm going to be master apologetics guy, yeah. uh, or I'm going to be uh, like the guy who reads all the big chunky theology books. But there's a way of interacting everywhere yeah. that is, so the... the yeah, it may it may be that your a pastor may you know not teach about that divide, or they may there may be Christians who do think like oh yeah everybody does the intellectual thing, right? But in actuality, people are probably working with muscles that are atrophied or at least like not being right. used because they think that there's some amount of well some amount of neutrality some right. amount that that there's a space out there that where, exists yeah where like the Muslims come mm-hmm. the French right. 
<laughs> yeah. Yeah. Muslims come to France is where we're <laughs> Baptists. Yeah. Right. We all come together. <laughs> Everyone participates in a tale of two cities equally. Mm-hmm. And we yeah. then we all retreat back to sort of gain edification spiritually and then we all go we all work the same forklift. Right. Right. Yeah, no, and, and I, I think that knowing that there is no neutrality, knowing that there is no place and, and that that actually going out and learning what Tale of Two Cities has to say to us is of Christian benefit and not just right. sort of un, like human benefit as as uh, divorced from Christian benefit um, is is a huge deal. Um, so, yeah, I, I definitely do know where people think of, yeah, it being okay. There's, there's a division in the Christian church between people who tend to focus on the intellectual or people who tend to focus on yeah. the emotional or people who tend to focus on personal pietistic prayer. Um, and the, yeah, the intellectual wing, maybe the Presbyterian wing, the reformed yeah. wing does tend to focus in on, yeah, I, I, I'll go to seminary and I'll be the most learned or be the most learned layman around and be able to dissect my pastor's sermons based on all of his exegesis. But right. when, if somebody hands me the great Gatsby, I'm clueless or right. I go like, I guess this is supposed to be awesome. So I'll just have the general reverence for the classics or the great books yep. and not know how to get in there and really work. It's interesting. Yeah. Going to, so I went to a Bible college, which is probably, and for good reason, any local church is like nightmare. I'm like, okay. Oh no, this right. guy's going to yeah. come back. He's going to have yeah. a lot of opinions uh-huh. yeah. and we all have to sort of live through that. And that's, that's a thing for good reason, I'm sure. Yeah. Um, but I was surprised. It was a paradigm shift for me. Just thinking like, oh, the major thing I have to guard against is a big head mm-hmm. and right. less spiritual. Like, the, the, you know, that is the, the yin and the yang that you've got to battle. Okay. And I'm sure in, there is, in a sense, that, that is true. My experience was I was blown away by just being edified by not... Um, direct revelation study. Okay. Right. I guess. Um, and so anyway, I felt that again, the, the force of that came to both of us. I, my guess is like passively, it was never explicitly taught. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, I feel like since college, I've been unlearning and relearning mm-hmm. in that time. And Canon was a huge, uh, resource to me back when uh, you would have to buy the audio yeah. from the website. It would come through M4B files. You'd have to like plug your, yeah, all of that stuff. Uh, Canon Press was a huge resource to me. Right. And then even just uh, in a sense of like, here's a broad level thing. And then here's a little signpost so you can go chase down particulars. Mm-hmm. Just like a, brid, a big broad thing like that. And then um, we, you know, we talk about in the episodes with Doug, there's a lot of us, everyone, they're all having kids. Mm-hmm. They have a clear idea of what to do with, with our kids now. Right. But also I don't know what I'm doing. Yeah. Well, there's a real a lot, chance yeah. that kid's going to know more than me in like 10 years. Absolutely. Well, and, and I, I think that at the heart of that concern is how do I give my kids something that I don't even have? Right. And I may yeah. be able to hire it That's out good. and get experts to come do it. But then like, I'm not, it's not supposed to be like 
Paul says, like, well, I mean, it, when you use the phrase, raise your children in the nurture and admonition of the Lord yeah. and, and talking about it being the, like when they sit down, when they rise up, right? they're not doing all of that at school. It's not just when they're at school. So being a part of that intellectual growth and being a part of who they're becoming and yeah. that enculturation uh, yeah. that Paideia really points to is not just, I, I got to make sure I outsource these certain yeah, hours totally. so i'm i'm responsible for giving them that um and so yeah part part of this interview series is setting up the standards for okay here's what you need to keep in mind as you study history or as yep. you study science um and you get you can get into the particulars with uh, all of these assumptions in mind because i think um i'm so thankful for the wealth of resources like looking through george grant's yeah. history lectures and Steve Wilkins and just these tons of things that we've been able to, uh, you know, have in Canon plus. Yep. Um, but I also know that at, cer at a certain level, it's very helpful to have, I mean, in the public school. Yeah. Well, sure. Yeah. <laughs> have, ha have a dad, but I'm also saying that in for users of Canon plus, yep. I think it'd be super helpful to have Doug walk through and go, okay, here is probably the stuff that you're, that's in your head and yeah. as far as history goes that needs to get out before you can actually hear the truth of what happened and benefit. Uh, and the goal is, yeah, to equip people with those assumptions, believing assumptions and that there are, that that is a category. Believing assumptions about history is something that we can grasp. Yeah. There's a lot, um, like in my time of unlearning and relearning, mm -hmm. there's nothing like, um, I used to think of growing in knowledge as I've got to go out there and get a lot of stuff. A lot of people don't have. Yes. Right. <clears throat> this is all stuff. Everybody is dealing with every single day. Okay. Yeah. These are set assumptions mm -hmm. and considerations, yeah. science and technology. Right. You work with every day, mm -hmm. literature, reading rhetoric, the way you speak to people. Mm -hmm. um, all of this, I think is stuff that is practical tomorrow. Right next right. day mm -hmm. this is not pursuing stuff that's in turretin right. so you go buy the books mm -hmm. find this niche page right and then gain that knowledge and, this, and it's not and on that point it's not purely informational any of the conversation yeah. that we have about right. with this is not like here are all of the historical events that you should memorize yeah um which i think if you treat education as neutral or treat history as neutral, then of course you're going to bump up against, okay, well then I guess I just need to have the dates and names and, That's and good. it just That's becomes good. a parade of facts. Um, what, what public school rehab is and kind of I, what Canon plus offers and, and the, the way that it approaches history and science and all that is a worldview. And that worldview gives you the footing to be able to go to any particular historical event or to yep. do any amount of research such that, and, and do it as a Christian, bringing your Christianity into every one of those endeavors. Yeah, that's good. It, it should be noted at the front. It's not that uh, you in public school learned that it was 1776. <laughs> <laughs> ah, but actually, <laughs> yeah, 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 right. And, and, and that's core to the Christian worldview. It's not, right. it's not that the world out there has a certain set of facts and we have other facts and then, but our facts are better than their facts. And yeah. then, cause then you turn into debating about, um, 
like Christian debates where it's like, well, have you heard about this? And they're like, oh yeah, but have you heard about this? And it just becomes a, like a piling up of your facts. Yeah, right. But if you actually are able to bring your Christianity into all of that, yeah. then you can sort through the facts in a Christian way because they're bringing their assumptions. Yep. And like, I mean, the old Greg Bonson thing, like they're not neutral and you shouldn't yes, be neutral. Yeah. You shouldn't try to be. No, that's really good. I, um, the first episode is about education proper. Mm-hmm. Right. How does it function? What's it for? Um, and I remember having conversations with family who, you know, had this sort of reverence for their kids' choices. Okay. So I would never want to put them in a Christian school because, mm-hmm. you know, like I want them to be mature and have their own opinion. And it's more, more genuine faith if it's theirs, not mm-hmm. just mine aped, mm-hmm. which is, there's, you know, there's a sentiment there that, most people can acknowledge. Right. Um, but I remember in uh, reading Rush Juni's The Messianic Character of American Education. Yeah, right. Just learning all the founders of the education that that my family was speaking about. Mm-hmm. Did, they did not respect her kids' sentiments or her yeah. kids' like, you know, come to your own decision. Mm-hmm. They all had very particular missional theological goals Mm -hmm. with the education we now have. Right. And it's not as if they set up a bunch of options. Right. Nobody goes to school and is handed all of the options and then is told to weigh it and ask your parents about all of these. Right. Well, John Dewey had a goal. Right. Right. Yeah. And that goal was informed by his beliefs about God. Yes. And his beliefs about whether Jesus rose from the dead. Um, Yeah. Right. right. So, it, you know, one big, um, I don't know that we mentioned this in the episode, but I've heard often, you know, people that do uh, maybe share in the sort of, uh, we here at Canon sort of uh, are offering Christian education in line with classical Christian education. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people can see sort of effort and uh, time and hours put into that and think, are you trying to like, treat it like Messiah or, you know, are you yeah, trying right. to be, yeah. education doesn't save you. Right. Um, but really that's the other side's take. Okay. Yeah. Right. If that makes, or, you know, yeah. it's not a, but, but actually, but <laughs> their worldview suggests that crime exists. They mm-hmm. just don't understand. This is an intellectual yeah. issue right. that we can fix with time in a classroom, mm-hmm. the right teacher to explain where poverty actually comes from. Mm-hmm. And right. then we'll be fixed. Well, yeah, and, and there's there is a right wing conservative version of that. There is, yeah. So yeah. it's not yeah. it's not just right. it's true. not just public school education that tells you, yeah. well, crime comes from global warming, and that's wrong. Right. Well, then you can think, okay, well, then they just need to read Thomas Sowell books, right? And then everybody will understand because right. they'll have the correct. If information. Thomas Sowell was more into the public education, exactly, then it would be better. Yeah, we just need Thomas Sowell to run it. But really, that's still treating education like the savior. Right. And as Doug says in one of the episodes, first episode, that education is not the savior; it's a part of the creation that needs to be saved. It needs saving. Yeah, exactly. And that saving is not done by some other thing. It's it's right. well, it's done by the same thing that saves us. And so it is Christ. It's it, Christian education becomes Christian by doing it in a Christian way, by in trying to educate people, trying to educate Christians, yep. um, and do it in, in a way that's faithful. Um, as we wrap up, what do you, as you thought about this, and then as, as it's come to fruition in this form, what is your hope for the viewers of public school rehab? 
Yeah, I I hope that as people watch it, that they enjoy it, that they feel at some level. Um, I hope I hope they feel edified. That things are clarified. That they know how to serve other people now. Know how to serve their kids. Know how yep. to serve their families. And go okay. Well, I I think that at the end of these interviews myself, I realize how big of a project it is, yep. and how big of a project all the investigation on the other side of it is. But I would rather have a wise guide, which Doug is and is able to provide that guidance for us. I'd rather have a wise guide as I'm about to go on a big re-education journey. So this this. I hope just serves as a primer, like, Hey, here's the lay of the land. Yeah. Now pursue your interests now, yeah. like get excited. And, and people who, I hope people who watch the science episode who may walk in and go like, I hate science or I, yeah. I also, I, I already know all the arguments against Darwinism, but they might walk out on the end of that going like, Oh, I'm really excited about learning a particular thing or like, yeah. you know, looking at the stars or, or looking at yeah. human biology. Or is it true that Tom Wolfe, ended darwinism in <laughs> yes, a single tiny book yeah. yes it is right yeah. right kingdom of speech buy it now yeah. link in the description yeah. here can you put it in the description no i'm just kidding no free ads <laughs> no free ads Cannon calls. yeah yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll cut this out <laughs> cool no exactly so, right yeah so I, I my hope is that it serves people and that they walk away from it um excited about what is ahead and being able to go i can do this not as a way of adding a bunch of information so that I can then impress other people, but right. as a way of being discipled. And that my, this is a part of my discipleship is being excited about being enculturated into a Christian culture. But make sure you, your spiritual life is good. Wait, I'll, I'll, I don't want them. I'll take note of that. I don't want them to. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. Be awesome. sure to pray. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks, Wade. Thank you.